more wood? Oh, yeah. You are now listening to Blast Burn Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Blast Burn Radio. I'm your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me today are our Ferris wheel friends, our spooky carny co-hosts, Celeste and Messer Engine. Uh, thanks for joining me today, guys. How's it going? Did you just call me a spooky carnal host? I think he did. That's, I, that's I not the word he, you were going for. That was not the word you were looking for, and I am offended. <laughs> we're, we're carnies. We spent the week at the carnival. But you said carnal, not carny. You said carnal, my friend, which is a very, <laughs> very different, different word. Well, apparently, this is a new type of episode of Blastburn Radio. <laughs> let me let me get my barely Mary Manilow voice out and hello, ladies and gentlemen. Blastburn Radio. <laughs> I don't even want to say it. Edition. Uh, I mean, aside from improper descriptors, I guess I'm having a good week. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. It's been a very run run me ragged sort of week, but I'm good. I think it was like that for all of us. Yeah, yeah, some of us more than others, but I think we were all pretty pretty damn bushed. And of course, this is our very last episode before Halloween. Some mess is at the height of his bah humbug. No, the 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 height of my bah humbug is on Halloween when I you know run through the house and flip all the lights switches to off lock the doors turn off the outside lights put the cars in the garage so that you know there's no indication that I might actually be home draw the shades you know now that we live in a real neighborhood my wife doesn't let me do that but um or she just turns them back on when I run by and turn them off but that's usually the plan you got to commit to the lie you're like my best friend in the whole world, and you're like the worst person I know, and I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd probably do the same thing, but I live in the apartment area, so no one stops by anyway. Like, like when they list history's greatest monsters, like right up there with Mussolini and fucking just Messer Engine, Putin, to be Messer Engine, the man who hates children's joy. Yeah, I mean, you know, on that list of, uh, you know, sins and accomplishments, it'll list, you know, murders, naive rock Pokemon for gain. <laughs> so, you know, just add into the list of atrocities weekly. <laughs> well, well, good. I'm I'm glad that you're good. Um, it's been it's been a really interesting week around here. And actually, I just want to take a quick moment to really thank all of you guys out there, like really deeply and sincerely. Um, I didn't talk about this last week on the show cause I didn't want to bum you guys out, but I was pretty bummed coming into last week oh, over something really stupid and re- really materialistic, but it still really bummed me out. I had mentioned on the show previously that I really, really wanted to pick up the, the special edition. Let's go switch console. And, and that was something I really, really wanted to like, I wanted to have it. I didn't have a switch yet. I was getting one for let's go. Of course, I'm, to get the special edition pokemon one why would i not do that well it looked like i wasn't gonna be able to tldr of the matter is that for whatever reason that special edition console wasn't orderable in store like i couldn't go into a brick and mortar GameStop and say i would like to pre-order this here are several hundred dollars please hold it for me instead i had to pre-order it online uh which in the process of pre-ordering it on the line unlike 
pre-ordering something in your brick and mortar GameStop, I had to pay for the whole fucking thing up front, which for that special edition Switch console with game and Pokeball Plus was over $400. And, you know, I mean, again, we're not in a bad place financially, but I'm not in a, like, throw my money dick on the counter at the drop <laughs> of a hat place either. Uh, so that was really, really kind of frustrating and upsetting because I wasn't prepared for that. And so because I wasn't prepared for it, I hadn't made arrangements and it didn't look like I was going to be able to. And so I was I was kind of bummed about that. Like, it was going to be fine. I was going to get a Switch and the game, but I wasn't going to get my Pikachu Switch. But... About three days after our last episode went up, Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, I got a, a payout from Twitch that I wasn't expecting. So specifically because of the support of you guys uh, supporting us monetarily uh, with your subscriptions and your bit cheers on Twitch, I was able to get an unexpected windfall of income and i was able to put that directly to that console so it's ordered and it is bought and paid for and i could not have done it without you guys so thank you most excellent now you too can have a limited edition console <laughs> i'm gonna turn into one of those nerds with just like all the pokemon consoles on his wall like i've got the pokeball <laughs> 2ds now i've got the let's go pikachu ev switch it's it's coming guys it's coming all right, guys, so let's go ahead and jump into our, our week. And this is going to be kind of an interesting week of Poke News. Um, due to real-life conflicts, we're actually recording this episode a whole week before you're hearing it. So today, as of this recording, it's Saturday, October 20th. Uh, that means that a whole lot of news could potentially happen between tonight when we're recording this episode and a week from now when you're listening to it. And if any of that news is sufficiently exciting, you might just get the little do-do-do-do-do and get, get a cut in from Future Jolly telling you about it. Uh, if you don't hear from me from the future, that probably means that it was a pretty quiet week. Uh, so that said, even though it's only been one week, there's still quite a lot to talk about. Uh, so what's going on right now in Pokemon? Let's find out in this week's Pokemon News. Do 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 Here is the Poke News. The Poke News. Alright guys, so quick reminder that we've got a couple of active, relevant giveaways. Uh, the Mythical Pokemon Zeriora is being distributed at retail. Uh, that has a date range of October 1st through November 15th in Europe, October 19th through November 9th in North America, and October 19th through November 19th in Australia. Once again, kind of fuck you, Game Freak. That's real complicated. This giveaway is intended to tie in with the release of the upcoming Pokemon TCG set, Lost Thunder. These Zeriora are identical to those previously distributed in Japan. Uh, come at level 50, holding the air balloon with a moveset of Plasma Fist, Thunder Punch, Close Combat, and Thunder. Uh, in Europe, this event is being distributed across various retailers, depending on your nation and area. So be sure to check specifically where your code is at before you go looking for it. In North America, Zeriora is being distributed via GameStop. And in Australia, these codes can be picked up at EB Games. So be sure to go out and grab yours while supplies last. Uh, also, the October giveaway in the Year of Legendary series is finally live everywhere. Uh, this month, the Pokemon Company is hooking us up with the cover legendaries of Pokemon Black and White, Reshiram, and Zekrom. Uh, once again, as with previous giveaways in the series, uh, your version determines which Pokemon you redeem as well as what level you receive them at. This giveaway is currently live worldwide. Uh, in Europe and Oceania, it is through the Wi-Fi Mystery Gift feature and will be available through October the 21st. So actually, I guess by the time you're hearing this, if you live in New York or Oceania, it's no longer live. 
Sorry. In Canada and the U.S., the codes are being distributed by Target through October the 28th, so not very much longer. Uh, be sure to go grab yours while supplies last, because this was a very, very short giveaway for some fucking reason. Now, in our last episode, we discussed this month's Global Link Tournament, and that is live right now when you're listening to this. Uh, as a reminder, the Ultra Spooky Cup is a 6v6 singles tournament featuring only spooky Pokemon, which primarily includes Ghost, Dark, and Poison types, as well as various others that are in some way thematically linked or appropriate for Halloween. Uh, all participants who complete at least three matches will be rewarded with their very own Shiny Mimikyu, and that will be distributed in November. Uh, so good luck to everybody participating and doing their matches this weekend have a spooky good time and enjoy your Mimikyu now this was well I'd say it was a pretty slow pretty normal week in Pokemon Go right Messer Engine nothing nothing super exciting going on right now well you know it's it's the normal stuff community day tomorrow uh, at least as of this recording a week ago when you're listening to it uh, and we got some build them so that's neat they had all the usual perks Increased spawns, high chance to be shiny, and the unique move, Meteor Mash. Uh, if evolved, of course, on Community Day. That's really it, though. There's not a whole lot going on or anything. Nah, I'm just kidding. Gen 4 is here. Hooray. Uh, this week saw the release of the first wave of Generation 4 Pokemon. On Tuesday the 16th, this wave went live, featuring Turtwig, Grotl, Torterra, Chimchar, Monferno, Infernape, Piplup, Prinplup, Empoleon, Starly, Staravia, Staraptor, Bidoof, Bibarel, Cricketot, Cricketoon, Baneri, Lopunny, Riolu, and Lucario, all available worldwide. Uh, Pachirisu, Carnivine, and Chatot were also released as region exclusives, with Pachirisu available in northern Canada, Russia, and Alaska, Carnivine in the southeastern United States, and Chatot in the southern hemisphere. We also saw raid bosses rotate as part of this update, including Bidoof and Shinx appearing as level 1 raid bosses, and Shinx from raid battles currently have a chance to be shiny. Now, as part of this rollout, there was also the now-expected batch of bugs uh, that we get every time uh, we get a new batch of code coming out in Pokemon Go. Such exciting bugs this time were... Luxio hatching from eggs despite being an evolved Pokemon. Vespaqueen having a 50% chance to be male despite evolving only from female combi. And multiple Pokemon with multiple forms such as Worm... I can never say its name. Wormadam, uh, Shaman, and Rotom having the stats from their forms mixed up. Thankfully, most of these issues were in data only as these Pokemon have yet to be released and was swiftly fixed. But yeah... Just in case you were worried that Niantic was being strangely competent. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Messer Engine. I am actually... I'm actually playing Pokemon Go again, you guys, uh, with Let's Go right around the corner. And with Meltan being linked so thoroughly to let to Go and other really cool Let's Go mechanics seeming to be inextricably linked to Go. It's drawn me back into the fold, which I'm sure is kind of what Game Freak was going for. So it seems to be working at least. And I'm having a surprisingly good time playing Go right now. So hopefully that continues maybe. Also, I'm going to put my friend code in the notes of today's episode. Add me and send me shit, please. Okay, thanks. I'm still stubborn. I have not been pulled back yet. You got to get that Nutto, though. I, I do, but 
You can just send me one. Nope, nope, nope. You gotta earn your netto. No. Yeah, the rest of us have to walk. <laughs> Get out and walk, goddammit. Get out and walk. I already walked. I have to I have to pay attention to my puppy. I can't take my phone with me. That's why that's why you get the Pokeball Plus and you do the fucking thing. I'm confused. Pokeball Plus isn't gonna do shit for that. Huh? Pokeball Plus is you can carry a Pokemon with you, isn't it? It but it also functions as a as a Go Plus. Uh no. Okay. And here I thought that Jolly was suggesting that you put your pupper in the Pokeball so that you can play <laughs> Go while you walk. There you oh, go. That, that's also good. Yep, yep, yep. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know. Now, the last piece of news we got this week was extremely cool, and it was, of course, related to Pokemon Let's Go, which, guys, we're less than a month away from release, so get hyped, get excited, it is release season, it's upon us. Uh, We did have Junichi Masuda do a round of press interviews that released this week from places such as Eurogamer and Polygon, and... Well, we're not going to deep dive into those interviews because most of it, both the good and the bad, is stuff that we've discussed before. Uh, I've still got very mixed feelings on what Masuda feels his audience is, quite frankly, but he's consistent with it at least, so there's nothing really new to be upset. It's just the same old stuff that's upsetting. Uh, What was new, however, that came out of this round of interviews was the first mention of the post-game of Pokemon Let's Go and a mechanic called Master Trainers. Now, Now, we didn't have to wait long for clarification. This Game Freak has since released a trailer for the Master Trainers, and well, they're really cool, guys. Uh, So each of the 151 Pokemon present in Pokemon Let's Go has a Master Trainer dedicated to raising them. Uh, These master trainers are scattered throughout the world, and while some of them may test your skill or dedication with a task, most of them await your challenge to battle. Specifically, they will battle you 1v1, with both of you only allowed to use their specialized Pokemon and no items. Uh, These trainers represent a much steeper challenge than normal gameplay, with Pokemon that have been very well trained and would also know moves that you wouldn't normally expect from their species. The trailer featured a Kabutops using Giga Drain, a Lapras using Solar Beam, and a Pinsir using Rock Slide. Uh, none of these are unheard of for their species. They've all they're all moves that have been available in, in one generation or another throughout the course of the series. But they're moves which are certainly clearly designed to counter their own kind. What do you guys think? What are your thoughts on Master Trainers? I'm getting hyped for that Kakuna battle. Kakuna, use Harden. Yeah. We're just gonna do that back <laughs> and forth. For hours until either I give up or I run out of battery. Well, I'm guessing, and admittedly it is just a guess, but I'm guessing that that is why they said that some of them would just assign you a task is for Pokemon such as Kakuna or let's say Ditto, where its only move is transform. So you're not just transforming at each other until one of you struggles to death. They're probably going to ask you to like go out and do something rather than directly battle them, I'd imagine. That Kakuna using Fury Cutter just... You get hardened, it gets Fury Cutter, you lose. I don't know. I think that this is really, really interesting. This this is not a post-game that I would have ever asked for. It's not something that I would have come up with myself. But the more that I think on it and the more that I look at it, the more that I think this is really, really cool. It gives a lot of extended playtime to these games if you want to collect all those titles. And it, it gives you a reason to keep playing. I, I like it a whole, whole lot. It's not a battle frontier, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It looks really fun. It looks cool. I almost never play post-game in Pokemon games. I do the story and then I'm done. 
Um, so I don't know how much play I'm going to get out of it, but it does seem pretty neat. I like the post game stuff. I'd like I would have liked to see a battlefront with this, but at the same time, it is a really cool addition. Well, I mean, let's be real here. We were never going to get a Battlefront here in Let's Go. <laughs> this is true. Uh, but I mean, yeah. if they're going to add it to further games, I'd like to see it in in coalition with a Battlefront or something like that. Well, I mean, yeah, we've been asking for another Battlefront here since Gen 4. Of course, we haven't gotten one since Gen 4, so it kind of feels like they've moved on from that concept. But I don't know. We'll see. Anything could happen. Gen 8's only a year away, guys. Get hyped for that. It'll be here before we know it. It will. Like, I, I guarantee it. We won't even be back to Gen 5. We, we'll still be in Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and we'll be talking about release details for fucking Gen 8. Early leaks and shit. It's coming. Early it's leaks. Coming. <laughs> we, we're never out of release cycle. It's always release cycle for something. All right, guys. Well, that's our, our Pokemon news for the week. Unless you just heard me from the future telling you about some other super dope shit that just happened. Uh, but as far as we know, back here in the past, that is everything cool and new going on in Pokemon right now. So let's talk about our series. Uh, so this was the fourth week of our Generation 5 Nuzlocke series. This week saw our challengers battling rivals and elements alike as they explored a vast desert and hidden ruins. We interrupted a scene of potential domestic violence we got on a carnival ride with a questionable creepy boy uh made tons of new friends and ultimately challenged lisa in the nimbasa city gym for our fourth gym badge now as always our good friend messer engine was up to play first this week and mess buddy how was your week in nuzlocke gameplay it was long you guys there was so much to do this week we had a shit ton of encounters to do we had a gym to take care of we had three rival battles to make happen it was absolutely just balls to the wall bananas we started off our week needing to go pick up the exp share because we didn't do that so we quickly just ran through their defeating trainers until we were able to pick that up and then we headed to what was going to be our first challenge for the week. Uh, I had remembered from last week that we had to fight Bianca as we headed out uh, towards the first route where we were going to get an encounter. And uh, of the rivals that we have, Bianca is generally the one that worries me the least. I I should respect her more. That is what we learned this week. Things were going pretty okay. Like I said, Bianca's team is not terribly frightening, but when her Servine came out, I was like, well, that's real shitty. And uh, I sent out Medley, uh, our Tranquil, to deal with it, and it immediately leech seeded. And I was like, well, I really don't want to sit here and fucking air cutter off of my shitty special stat trying to get this down while it's sucking life out of me every turn. So I'm going to have to switch into something it can't seed. So I decided to go into Funky Kong uh, or Simi Sage because it can't be seeded. Uh, it's got Fury Swipes and it's got Thief. So I have ways to hit Servine without it, um, without just being stalled out. Like if I had sent out Whimsicott or Codney at the time, I just would have been like, oh, I don't know what to do. I can't really do anything here. So we sent Funky out. And when we sent Funky out, it used growth. And we were like, no, oh, that's not. Super fantastic, right? Suppose we better get to work. I don't really want to switch back out and give it another opportunity to growth. So we started whittling it down. And on the first attack, it 
growth again, and now it's two stages of attack up Servine with Leaf Tornado. And that's not real great for anybody on my team. Like, I got some grass, I got some folks who will resist, but that's still going to hurt. We bring it down real, real, real low. And at this point, it's, it has three stages of attack up, and she uses a super potion and heals it to full. And we work really, really hard to bring it down again, and we get it real, real low, and she uses another super potion. And by the time that this has occurred, she has six stages of attack up, on uh, of a special attack up, on a special, terrible, dangerous Mon who's real fast. And I was pretty fucked. Like, there was nothing that wanted to switch into that hit. Even the things that resisted weren't going to resist it real well. So we did the only thing that we could. We we pushed to whittle it down further and hope that we could take it out before we died. She missed one leaf tornado, which was a godsend. We took one and it took 70% or so off of Funky. And we got her down to kill range. And the problem was, is that I had to choose between hitting Thief and hitting Fury Swipes, and Thief wasn't going to cut it. I had used Thief earlier in the match against this Servine, and it did almost nothing. Just did not do enough damage. But if I could Fury Swipes and hit three times, I would kill it. Click the Fury Swipes, and it missed altogether. Just completely missed, and I took another... Leaf Tornado to the face, and our good, sweet Funky Kong uh, was dead. Great way to start off my week with five plus hours ahead of me. We brought Medley back out, uh, knowing full well that it was going to take a Leaf Tornado to the face and die. But thankfully, thankfully, Bianca's an idiot and utilized Leech Seed, and we were just able to, to kill it. And then we mopped up from there. We saved the party, but we lost the monkey and 20 points with it, which is not the way I wanted to start my week, uh, to be honest. But there it is. So we went back to the Pokemon Center, healed up, sent Funky Kong to the grave, and grabbed the only other Pokemon that we had available to us at that particular moment, which was General Pepper. And headed back out and had to fight with Charon, who by comparison was a pushover, and we we dealt with that. We went on to catch some really dope encounters as we traveled through the desert and the surrounding area. So in no particular order, this week we got uh, a Duramaka, who we named Donkey Kong, which is DK. We got a beautiful Intimidate Sandile, who we named King Cruel, King K. Rule. For the wonderful big gator king in Donkey Kong. It was so appropriate. It was ridiculous. Uh, we got a Maractus, which we named Pokey after the cactus-like, uh, stackable cactus-like beings in Mario. Not real sure how I feel about Pokey, but there it is. She's okay, I guess. I guess we'll see. We got an Adamant Dwebble, which isn't bad at all. His... His IVs suck real bad, though, so that's that's not particularly great. So we named Bubblane after the snail-like creatures that look an awful lot like Dwebble from Mario Odyssey. Uh, we caught a Gothita, which we named Midna, and we caught a Venipede, which we named Wiggler. Venipede was real cool. I was really happy with that pickup. Now, those were the encounters on the week. They almost all have terrible natures that are contrary to the purpose of the Pokemon, so that isn't 
great, but there's nothing that we can do about that. At least we have options. Try to look at the positive, right? So we headed on uh, to town. We traveled through the desert and we ran to town. We had to deal with some, uh, what is it, team, team Plasma. I always want to say it's Team Flare, but it's not. We had to run after some Team Plasma into an amusement park that's in town. And it's a weird kind of amusement park. It's not like any amusement park I've ever seen. Uh, but we, we ran after them and had to uh, run into N, uh, which was neat. And Lady Maz is evidently not really aware of what she should be doing her or her own safety because and was like, hey, you want to get in this enclosed space in a fucking Ferris wheel? And I was like, yeah, no problem. That sounds great. Fucking N wears a cap that covers his eyes. He's a creeper and he talks to himself. I, I don't know what I'm thinking, but evidently I'm just dumb. So we went on a little carnival ride. We had a chat. We came down and it turns out N's a bad guy. Enter plot twist. Hashtag not surprised. He fucked me up pretty bad. Uh, I didn't lose anybody, so I guess Bianca was more dangerous if we're going to make the comparison. But his scraggy fucked up my team real bad. Like, real, real bad. Almost everybody died. It was Everyone was in the yellow. It was absolutely terrifying. But we got it down, thankfully, with no deaths. And he ran off to decide that he's going to be the most powerful and I must challenge the Elite Four and do all the things if I want to stop him. And I was like, whatever, dude. Fuck off. Get out of here. I don't really care. I got a hard mode gym to do this week. And that opened the, the gym up to us. Uh, Elisa's gym. Electric gym. And we needed to do a hard mode. Like we've been playing playing from behind. Everyone said last season they want to see what would happen if Mess has to play from behind. Well, you're getting it. I've given you four hard mode gyms. I hope you, you enjoy it because I'm real stressed out all the time. That gym was not super fun to do uh the very first trainer when i was like let's go cut our teeth on this i wonder how it'll go i have a ground pokemon it should be fine we brought our good palpitoed slippy who evolved uh this week and we're like all right go slippy you're immune to electric attacks uh, and that Amoga max double teamed uh and nearly killed slippy we pursued it on the way out. it was real bad uh, i had to bring out tom nook and tom nook evidently can't miss because he like crunched three times in a row and just Never missed. And he doesn't even have the ability that makes him not miss. So that's neat. We cleared through the rest of the trainers just fine. It's like designed like a roller coaster, which I guess is kind of neat, except that roller coasters don't stop like in random places and let you get out. So I don't really think that it is one. Our strategy for the gym leader involved us relying heavily on Slippy and the ground immunity and utilizing Tom Nook and Stab return to deal some serious damage to those Emolgas. Uh, we picked up return at the TM shop this week and it turned out to be like a lifesaver because it allowed us to put neutral coverage on some Mon that otherwise wouldn't have been able to collect anything in their move pool like Boldor. And in the gym fight against Alessa, it worked out okay. Tom Nook came out, he returned a bunch, Emolgas went down low, we made her waste her hyper potions. And eventually cleared them out before having to switch out of Tom Nook and into the, what is it, Zebra Stricka? The, the angry zebra Pokemon. And we brought Babam out being like, okay, you can, you can come out here and return and probably live a hit. Oh no, it was real bad. Volt switch, crit, 
and brought Boldor down to like 15 health. It had Eviolite on too. It was real bad. I had to swap, swap him out and luckily it did not utilize Pursuit and kill my sweet Boulder boy. Wiggler came out to do some work, which was real helpful. Um, we managed to poison it, which was really valuable. And we actually ended off the match by anticipating that we were going to take another electric attack, switching into Slippy, immuning it, and then hitting it once and, and killing it off. So we pulled in those 70 sweet points. And then the rest of the week was just leveling everybody up who needed needed to be leveled uh, as quickly as possible because... It has been a hell week, you guys. I think everybody on this show has had a hell week this week. I don't, I can't speak for anybody else, but I've been going nonstop since last Saturday when we recorded last episode. Like literally like sleep, get up, work, do something, bed, just go, 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 go. So I'm very relieved this week is over. I wish my encounters have been a little better i got good mon with bad ivs and bad natures which is not fantastic but it is what it is i'm just glad we got our 70 big points so we're not as deep in a lurch as we were unfortunately we did not gain as much ground as we would have liked because of the death of our sweet funky kong but you know that them's the breaks it's nuzlocke jolly had an interesting week too where there was lots of grinding <laughs> which he will tell you all about yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Messer Engine. And and yeah, there was there was lots of grinding. There was lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of grinding. Um so first of all, I do want to apologize to you guys if you were expecting my first stream of the week to be on Tuesday, because of course you were, because that's what we advertised on the last episode of the podcast, that I would be going live on Tuesday. Well, guess what? Your boy Jolly's a liar. I actually went live on Monday instead. Uh we pulled a last minute audible just to make sure we knew that some of us were going to have to stream at the same time this week. That was just going to be a requirement given the time constraints. We only had one week for gameplay. And then on top of that, Friday was a Friday night fight stream. So we had four days, five, including Sunday, but, but you know, five days to fit all of week four gameplay. And there's a lot of game to play in week four. So we knew we were going to stream at the same time. And we just, we wanted to make sure that, None of us were starting our gameplay at the same time, uh, that, that none of us were pursuing our encounters at the same time, because that's one of the most exciting parts of our gameplay for us. And we know that's a, a really exciting part of our gameplay for you guys too. And we didn't want to make you have to choose, am I going to see Jolly get his encounters or am I going to see Celeste get her encounters? We didn't want that to be a choice that you had to make. And so ultimately I streamed on Monday nights while Mess was grinding so that Celeste could stream Tuesday night while I was grinding. And then you could watch one of us pretty freely without missing much that was exciting. That was the the plan. So we went live on Monday and as Mess mentioned, we had a ton of encounters to pick up this week and it could not come at a better fucking time. Frankly, I only had six Pokemon to my name. We picked up eight new friends this week. We more than doubled the roster. Uh, so we picked up just kind of going down that list. We actually skipped our route four encounter. Initially we, uh, we used repels to go through because we wanted to get our encounters in kind of a strategic order to give ourselves the best chance of getting the best possible encounters. Uh, we did fight Bianca uh, as well as Charon 
in Route 4, and both of those were actually fairly threatening gym fights, but we managed to get through them both unscathed, thankfully, and, and handle everything they were throwing at us pretty well. A lot of that was thanks to Lipitor, actually, and again, Lipitor has put in some really fucking solid work throughout the course of this series, but just the fact that he's neutral to everything and can hit most everything neutrally is really valuable, and, and he put in a lot of work in getting us through those rival battles. We repelled to the exterior of the desert resort where we picked up our encounter, which was a Derumaka whom we named Vankomyosin because he is strong, even though he is a she. But I don't care. Gender is fluid, man. I My Pokemon are what I feel like they are in that moment. And most of the time, Vanko's a he. It's fine. <laughs> um, we backtracked to Route 4 and got our encounter there as well. And we got a Sandile named Abilify, which is really, really dope. He has Moxie, which is a, an incredibly good ability. I'm really excited there. The only downside is that Abilify has a speed-reducing nature. So in the thing that you kind of want to be able to, like, revenge kill and sweep a little bit at the end of the game he's slower than normal so that kind of sucks we did make our way inside of the desert resort and there we got a really cool encounter we managed to get a 10 percent chance to pick up a sigilif we caught her we named her soma and she is my very bestest friend i love her so much uh because guess what we have a fucking a switch in now to fighting which if you'll remember last week, we clearly goddamn did not. Uh, and so finally, we have some sort of an answer there. We made our way into the Relic Castle, where we picked up our encounter there. And we got our Yamask, whom we named Zoloft. Uh, he's an adamant Yamask, which is quite possibly the worst thing that he could possibly be. But I still love him a whole lot. He's a very good ghosty friend. I know that I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast, but Yamask was my very first shiny. So I've got a fondness for that particular Spoopum friend. We picked up our fossil inside the Relic Castle. And I goofed. I goofed, your boy done fucked up. Uh, I really, really, really wanted to use Arkin in this playthrough. I really wanted to use an Archaeops. It is one of my favorite fossil Pokemon of all time. I accidentally clicked the cover fossil, so we got a Tortuga. Not the fossil I wanted, hashtag not my fossil, but... I'm actually surprisingly fond of the little turtle lad. Aldactone, as we named him, is pretty strong, uh, and... I didn't particularly want another water type, but we have him, and we're going to make good use of him since we have him. Uh, we made our way into the city, into Nimbasa City, and we interrupted the, the team plasma thugs who were mugging the daycare man and got a free bike for beating him up, so that was real nice. Uh, we made our way over Route 16, and there we got... I think my favorite encounter on this week, even though it's not one that's going to be immediately impactful, we got a Solosis. We got a quiet natured Solosis, and we named her Seraquel, and I love her so fucking much, and she is going to be very, very good. But for now, she is a very little, very squishy baby, and she lives in the bank. And finally, Finally, we made our way into the Lost Lorne Forest, where we picked up our final encounter on the week. I was really hoping for that Venipede, but alas, we got the Swadloon, we got the Grumpy Bug, and we named him Lyrica. I'm still very happy about Lyrica. Lyrica's a very good Pokemon. I really wanted that Venipede, though. It'll be okay. 
So at this point, we had a lot, a lot of good Pokemon in front of us, which is really, really great. But, and I can't stress this enough, we have a ton of Pokemon here that are potentially impactful on the series. And because we can't grow berries, we've only got one chance to train them. If I just train them against what the fuck ever, then guess what? Those are EVs that that mod is keeping until the end of fucking time. And especially with our Sandile having a speed-reducing nature, I was just like, fuck, we, we gotta do some EV training. And EV training is the crack cocaine of competitive Pokemon. Because I started out thinking, okay, well, I'm gonna go ahead and EV train Abilify, and while I'm at it, I'll take care of Lasix and a Vancomycin as well, since they're all gonna need the same EVs, and then we're done. We weren't done. <laughs> we streamed all night Monday. We streamed all night Tuesday. We streamed all night Wednesday. And we EV trained all of these Pokemon. Every single one. Because I, secretly, I am history's greatest monster. But it's done. All of them except for Seroquel. I did not finish EV training Seroquel because I was very tired of EV training. And her EVs do not matter until she comes out of the bank. But we did some of it. But yeah, that is, that's a thing. That's a thing that we did. And it's a thing that is done now. So we streamed every single day this week. And most of that was running in the grass and EV training our friends. We did not run into any surprise shinies. We did not run into any poker us. Nothing exciting there. Just a whole lot of shooting the shit with the chat, having a good time connecting with you guys and leveling our boys very, very slowly and very, very selectively. Finally, after all the training was done, after all the grinding, we made our way over to the Nimbasa City Amusement Park. We also got on the Ferris Wheel within, which I'm not sure if it's more or less disturbing when it's the male player character, because you don't typically think of males as being, like, vulnerable to assault. Of course, they are. Make no mistakes, I am not making that particular assertion. Uh, men are just as able to be assaulted as, as women are. Uh, minimizing male assault is not cool. But it doesn't feel the same way, I guess, is what I'm getting at. But it also felt incredibly homoerotic, so that's a thing. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to ride this Ferris wheel with this cute boy, like inches apart from him. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool and good. Uh, so apparently we have a boyfriend now. That's awesome. And he made his dramatic announcement that he is the king of Team Plasma, which I, I was hoping that that would, like, carry some degree of emotion for mess, but it didn't. He was just like, yeah, this is dumb. This whole game's dumb. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> and we beat him up, because that's what we do. Um, that was a very scary rival battle, however. That was probably the scariest rival battle we've had this entire series. In is threatening uh, in, in Nimbasa. But we got through it. Our, our boys pulled through, we lived, and we made our way into the gym. Now, your boy Jolly was full of piss and vinegar this week. And for reasons that will become clear once Celeste starts talking about her gameplay and listing her encounters, I got, I, I got a little uppity. And I told, I, I banned Celeste from my stream. I said, you are not allowed to watch me fight this gym. Because... 
everything that I was planning to do against this gym were things that she could easily replicate. <laughs> and I didn't want to have her go, oh, that worked perfectly for Jolly. I'm going to do exactly the same thing. Or, oh, that was disastrous for Jolly. Now I know not to do what I was about to do. It was kind of mean to me in hindsight. I'm sorry, Celeste, but I was, I was, I was full of fire. I didn't want it. So I, I left our, our poor girl in suspense and I went in and I took on Elisa in the gym. Nimbasa city gym is really, really cool. Uh, as mess pointed out, it's really poorly designed as a roller coaster because the cars stop everywhere and hardly ever go up and down, but it's also kind of like a rave inside, uh, which for a, a gym where the leader is like a young hip model, like that feels really thematically appropriate. I, I think it's a pretty cool place. I, I like it a lot. But we were we were terrified of Elisa herself, and for very good reason. Um, she has Volt Switch as her signature move, which is incredibly threatening. Uh, she also has two Amolgas, which because of their dual typing, they threaten everything. Everything we have. We have two strong water types who are scared of the electric. We have... Well, it's, they're, they're not both strong, but we have two birds that are scared of the electric. Uh, we have multiple grass types who are scared of the flying type and, and the potential fire type moves on the Zebstrika. It, it's bad news. It's bad news all around. So we had to figure out what the fuck we were going to do against Elisa. Uh, and ultimately, the strategy that we settled on was we were going to lead with Lipitor, our pat rat, and just click return. Now, the hope was that Return would not kill the Amolga and that they would Volt Switch out, but that essentially we would be able to, before Lipitor's health got too low, we'd be able to return both Amolgas and get them both down to low health so that we could then send in our Sandile Abilify with the Eviolite on, let him finish them both off, get two Moxie boosts, and then hit that Zeb Strika super fucking hard that was the hope um we also brought zoloft the yamask uh to come in in case things got hairy we also brought in uh vancomycin the darumaka and zithromax the panseer uh because both of them take neutral damage and hit neutrally uh and then we brought in aldactone the tortuga as a last resort because he has neutral stab priority in aqua jet so worst case if something died and he got a free switch in he could come in and finish it off with priority so that was that was the plan. That plan went almost immediately off the rails. Uh, we let out with Lipitor. We clicked return and it did 90% damage to that Amolga, which is fantastic. The Amolga did hit with Volt Switch and it switched out and it crit on that hit and did about 80% of Lipitor's health. So clearly Lipitor could not stay in and continue to return. Not unless he had a death wish. So we immediately hard swapped into Abilify, into our Sandile. And Elisa used a Hyper Potion. So we didn't even get to keep the damage. So at this point, I'm kind of panicking just a little bit. Because I'm like, shit. I, I can't solo all three of these Mon with a with Abilify. Abilify is too little and too squishy to do all that. So I said, you know what? They're going to use one of their physical moves 
because Abilify is immune to electric. That was another really good value Abilify brought to this fight, by the way, was just that if Abilify was in, they weren't going to click Volt Switch, which meant that I could use him as a pivot and switch into something else that would take the weaker move. So that was really good. Uh, but I said, I'm going to go ahead and pivot into our into our Yamask, into Zoloft. So we pivoted into Zoloft and took the Aerial Ace on the switch and ate it really, really well. We then clicked Will-O-Wisp. The Amolga Volt switched out and did about a third of our health. And we burned the Amolga that came in. At this point, we were in a position where we could easily eat another Volt switch unless it crit. So I'm staring right back at that same situation that fucked me over against Berg. Where I'm fine unless it crits, and then it crits. But I said, you know what? I, I, I have to make the play or this can get real ugly. So I stayed in and I clicked Will-O-Wisp again. The Amolga used Volt Switch and it did not crit. Zoloft took the hit just fine and got the burn off on the second Amolga, which was phenomenal. At that point, I switched back in to Abilify, to our Sandile. Uh, I clicked Return and I finished off that Amolga. Got the Moxie Boost. The second Amolga came out. I clicked Return Hit it down to 95, get it down 95% of its health down to a sliver, and the burn finished it off. Which is good, but because the burn finished it off, I didn't get the moxie boost. So I was only at plus one, not at plus two, when the Zeb Strike came out. So once again, I'm staring fear in the eyes, because this Zeb Strike is going to hit me reasonably hard. And I just, I just look at Abilify and I say, Abilify, buddy, I need you to take one hit. I need you to take one hit and hit him hard once. And I clicked return. And I did about 70% of that Zeb Strike as health. It used quick attack and, and did about another 20% of, of Abilifies. Hitting him down low, but not killing him. At that point, we switched out into Zithromax, our Panseer, who switched into a Flame Charge, which was huge, frankly, uh, because it switched into a resisted hit. Zithromax did take a stab spark on the following turn and it hurt a whole lot, but not near enough to kill the monkey. We clicked flame burst and that was enough to bring down the Zeb Strika. So not even really due to good luck, but due to less shit luck than I have had previously having things actually go according to plan, not crit at inopportune moments, not miss we were able to pull off the hard mode gym flawlessly and get through our week with no deaths. So we're, we're back guys. We're back. We had, we had a speed bump. There was a bump in the road, but, but we're back now. Of course I was not the last to play this week. And boy, do I mean that literally because somebody has been a goddamn mad woman and completed her gameplay at, what was it, about 7.30 this morning as of this recording, Celeste? Is that about right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so why, why yep. don't you tell us all about that? Celeste, how was your week in gameplay this week? So this was not a good week for me. Not only do we have this short stream schedule, it hit on a week that my wife is leaving to go to New York. And it hit on a week that I'm pretty busy with other things outside of. Here, outside of the game I play on Wednesday, outside of the raid I do on Friday, I have other things that I need to be doing, other responsibilities. 
And I have a puppy to take care of. So I was trying to figure out how to fit my stream in. I was talking to Jolly and Mez. We d I decided to stream on Tuesday and started out. It started out really good. I got a lot of really good encounters. We'll go into that. And so to start the week out, we went and finished out um, the city, grabbed our XP share, grabbed the Eviolite that I had forgotten about, and a few other things just to make the run a little easier, a little better. And then we went on to face Bianca. Bianca went down with no issues. That was an easy fight. And we went to go get our good, good first encounter. And our first encounter on Route 4 ended up being a Daramaka. We named him Magma. And I'm very happy about this. Because when I went and checked on Magma, Magma ended up being a Jolly Daramaka. So he's going to be amazing once he's a big, big, strong boy. And then we had to fight, we had to fight Charon. And the Charon fight went pretty well. I started out with Sock, beat up his first two Pokemon just fine. Sock took a lot of damage. So he threw out his Grass Monkey, and I figured I might as well switch into a flying Pokemon. So I switched into our Psychic Bat new. One shot the monkey, didn't realize that he had a, a, a freaking Dark Cat. And the Dark Cat comes out, and Nu is staring down a Dark Cat that has Pursuit. That I didn't even think about. And in Reflex, I go to pull New out. And New takes a pursuit on the switch out. And gets one shot. So right at the beginning of the week, just like Mez, I lost a Pokemon. 20 points I didn't need to lose. And honestly, I didn't want that new bat, Woobat. I wasn't excited about it. But he has done a lot of work for me. And has been a really good, good Pokemon. So it's really sad to see New die. After New, though, after all that, we went on to catch our Desert Resort encounters. Our exterior one was a Sandile. I named him Scheme. And in our excitement, he has Moxie. And not only that, he has Adamant. He is the perfect Sandile. And I'm very excited to use him. It's going to be crazy. I'm not used to getting Mons of good abilities and good <laughs> natures. This is... Two in a row, and I'm really happy. And then I catch a Maractus with a neutral nature in our interior desert resort. And we go into the Relic Castle where we have a 50% chance to catch a Yamask because we already got our Sandile. So either it was dupes out or get a Yamask. We caught a Yamask, and Yamask, I believe, has a decent nature that helps with his defenses, which is great. And we named our Yamask Spooky C for Spooky Compiler. And then we went to Route 16 because I was going to get my encounters before doing else during gameplay. And we caught a Trubbish. I did not want Trubbish, honestly. I really wanted a Gothita. But Trubbish is going to bring in some interesting things because Trubbish can use Black Sludge. So that's basically having leftovers. And the ability to steal it from them is a time sink. But I was willing to do that. And then our last encounter was the Lost Lorn Forest. And we caught a Swadloon. I think with the only hindering nature of the week. I was very sad. I really wanted a Venipede. But you know what? I've, I got a ton of amazing encounters. This is Jolly's very, very angry about me getting the same encounters, but better. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not shitty that you got good encounters. Good for fucking you. That's fine. What made me angry was getting all these really dope things and being like, ah, oh, this is going to be great. And then you just go down the fucking list and you're like, I got this too, but better than yours. That's what made me shitty. I mean, I didn't 
control this. It was the Nuzlocke no, gods I'm just not putting a middle you. finger up at you. I'm shitty at the universe. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, fuck you, Jolly. She can have better things than you. Uh, so after all that, um, we went on to train our Trubbish. But the biggest time sink of that night, which I wasn't thinking about, was stealing that black sludge. Because not only do Trubbish have only a 5% chance to carry it, most of them have sticky hold, meaning you can't steal it. Meaning you have to find one that has stench and that has it. <laughs> oh, even with speed up, that took forever. So that night was over. And we go into Thursday night where I am really sick and not feeling well from stress and just sick. I had a fever, was not feeling great. And I'm trying to EV train everything. I think I finished Trubbish and I started on a few other things. Um... I don't think I need to train that much this week, honestly. Um, I tr- Let me look. I, I finished Sandile. I finished a mask, but that was in a sleepy haze that I'll talk about in a bit. I think I only finished Trubbish that night because I was really feeling bad. And Jolly was trying to convince me just to go to the gym, which I appreciate, honestly, because I should have just gone down the gym. It probably wouldn't have been as bad as I thought, but I was really scared of this gym, guys. Two Amolgas and the Zebstrika. I had no idea what moves they had. I knew they had flying stab. I knew they had electric stab. And I have nothing to deal with that. I have really good plant Pokemon. I have basic, which is a pat rat that has an attack injury nature. I have Nako who hits hard, but it cannot take a hit. I have a Panpour who would just get destroyed in that gem by any electric move. We have Floop, who's a flyer, who'll get destroyed by that gem. We have Sock, who will get destroyed by that gem. And the list goes on. I didn't have anything to deal with it. The only things that could deal with it were things that were going to hit, be hit neutrally, and those are all babies for the most part. So I got off that night. I Before I skip ahead, I went ahead and rushed through the end fight. Um, that was really scary. I really shouldn't have rushed through it. Um, a lot of my Pokemon got low, but we got through it without losing anything, th- thankfully. And yeah, that whole situation of getting on the Ferris wheel with him is just real weird. I sped through it. I, again, I was not feeling well. So I didn't get the whole reaction that Jolly and Miz had, and I'm sorry about that. And I'm going to try not to speed through gameplay anymore. I was just really sick, and I'm very sorry. After that, we decided to get off. I was just too tired. I didn't have a good answer for the gym. I figured I'd think on it. And then our next night to stream, I had other things to do, and the closest time I had would be to stream at 1 a.m., and that's what I was planning to do. And then things just started breaking, and I... Didn't get to start until 3 a.m. I think I lost a little bit of my stream. I lost a rant that I did and my sleepy haze about the markers and why they exist and why couldn't they just have the dream world exist in the game. That all went away. And I was talking to Old School Bliss and he mentioned that the markers were in Gen 4. So I that entire rant was freaking worthless anyway. So <laughs> I guess it's okay that it's gone. <laughs> but I was grumpily ranting about these stupid markers that didn't do anything. And... Old School also pointed out that it's for breeders so they can mark different types or different breeds of Pokemon that are the same, you know, Pokemon. Like if you have a Chansey with IVs, you'd give it really good IVs, you could give it a heart or something. And I, I didn't even think about that. So, yeah, that whole rant was dumb. <laughs> I guess I'm glad you guys didn't get to hear it. Although you could have made fun of me. So that got lost. We go in. I start training my Sandial. And I get through his moves. I go to teach him return. And I see something purple in the right corner. It's fucking Pokerus. And it's like, god damn it. 
this is amazing. I'm tired. I start crying because I wanted to go to bed. And I was not going to be up till 6 then. Well, turns out I was still up really late because it took forever because I was half asleep and missing times of what I killed. Um, probably running around not seeing grass that was shaking. But I got things EV trained. My Yamas got EV trained and my Sandile did. I didn't want to do anything else. I eventually want to do everything else that exists, my Tortuga and Armaka especially, but they weren't needed for the gym. My plan for the gym was to go in with Yamask at first, burn, and then exploit Sandile's uh, Moxie. Well, plans don't always work out. We go into the gym. I go ranting about the roller coaster not being a roller coaster, and my half-asleep phase. This is all me half-asleep. I don't even remember half the details of that night. Um, I get through the gym. I go to fight the gym leader. Yamas gets the burn off right away. Takes a hit from a volt switch. Lives it. It's just fine, but takes more than enough HP to make me comfortable, so I go to swap him. And the other Imolga pursuits and hits Yamas. I get really scared, but he lives through it. We switch into our sand dial. Oh, I'm missing a freaking thing. Yamas had... Cause mummy to hit this Amolga. That's very important. Because we switch into our sand dial, we hit this Amolga. Amolga causes our sand dial to get mummy, so we don't even get to use Moxie. We kill this Amolga, and the next Amolga comes out. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm screwed. So I just go to try to kill it with sand dial. I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose the sand dial. Sand dial crits. He's like, I'm not dying tonight. <laughs> and kills that Amolga. And then the Zipstrika comes out, so I switch right into basic our Pat Rat. Use Confuse Ray. Basic takes a really hard hit, and we swap him out into Sock. The confusion actually works. We get the free switch. We kick the Zebstrika for a good amount of its health. It does a big chunk of Sock's health because it's specially based hit. And then we uh, kick again. The Zebstrika dies, and we finish the gem with no losses. And that was nice. Honestly... This week, that night, I don't know how I got through it. It was all luck. Dumb fucking luck. And that is basically this entire week. The encounters, the poker rust, that crit, everything was fucking dumb luck. And I can't say it was skill. It was just all luck this week. <laughs> now, I, I will say, we have kind of, not not necessarily a hard rule, but we have kind of a gentleman's agreement not to stream while drunk because it's not particularly good for like the series and our content. And I, I know you didn't Celeste, but you still flirted pretty hard and fast with that fucking rule. <laughs> I mean, I was not drunk. I was dead tired. You were sleep drunk. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't help that. It had to get done. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad that it didn't end utterly disastrously for you. And, and yes, again, I, I'm not, uh, unhappy that you got good things although i mean I, was, I look at those good things and clearly i see future death and destruction for myself which feels less than fantastic the only reason i was ever remotely shitty about your encounters just for the record was it was just like hey those really cool things that you just got yeah they're worthless now because celeste <laughs> has them but better so that was frustrating to me and just, I can, just to be clear <laughs> i can see that I'm just thankful you got some things that were different from me. That Sigilyph was different. Yeah, the Sigilyph is different and very, very exciting. I'm very, very And the Solosis is nice. 
so much. Solosis is going to be incredible later in the series. Solosis is a big part of the reason I wanted White. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear either of you grumble about fucking encounters. I'm you not go grumbling. fuck yourselves. I'm not grumbling. <laughs> I was just tired. I don't even remember half my stream from last night, or if I was you're even not, coherent. You're not grumbling now. You were grumbling a whole whole lot. Hey guys, if it's if it's not clear to you by now, when Celeste is upset or just in some way unhappy, she gets real fucking bitchy. And there was <laughs> it was peak. Peak bitch Celeste on that stream last night. Go back and watch the VOD if you just want to see her get irrationally shitty at everything that has ever existed or ever might exist. Oh, shit. I didn't mean to be. I just, when I'm tired, I'm tired and I'm out of it. And I couldn't just go to bed. It had to be done. It needed to be done, before, honestly, before I even started streaming then. But I just didn't have anywhere to fit it in. Yeah, short weeks suck a lot. Hopefully we can avoid having those in the future, or at least avoid having them be like the most content-packed week of the goddamn series. Please? No, I just need to plan for short weeks better. I learned that I can't have everything with a short week. I need to sacrifice some things. And I next time we have a short week, I am going to cancel other things that are going to get in the way, because that was the problem for me, is I just tried to take on way too much. Well, yay, learning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was our week in gameplay as hectic and fast paced and utterly ridiculous in every possible way as that was. I think the only week that we have had in this entire series that was more ridiculous was the finale week of Gen 4 because of fucking... Sir Doofington. Sir Sir Doof and Lord Doofington and his fucking steed lady. That is the only thing that has ever topped this for sheer ludicrousness. But yeah, unfortunately for our crazy ludicrous week, not everybody is coming with us into week five. Uh, So, Mess, Celeste, do you guys want to take a few moments and say a few words for your fallen friends? No, you weren't the encounter that I wanted in that cave. You weren't even the best Pokemon. You had a klutzy, klutzy, klutzy hand that made no sense because it looked like you could hold things pretty easily, but no, any item you held just was useless. And it made you kind of annoying to use in PvP. But you hit hard with what you, what I needed you to do. You did what I needed you to do, and you were a great, great addition to the team. And I'm sorry, I didn't think about any dark cat coming out and i didn't think about pursuit and as soon as i pulled you out i saw the pursuit coming i think i kill everything with pursuit these days picard you just everything dies because something is going to use pursuit and it goes bad i'm sorry and yeah i guess that's about it funky buddy you were probably my favorite mom that i've gotten this series so far You had badass hair. You were real cool. You ate a six stages up. Leaf tornado. Two of them. That's unbelievable. You technically killed that Servine three times. That's insane. I couldn't have asked for any better of you. Realistically, all your other fury swipes hit previously. And it's got a shitty accuracy. I I was owed a miss. That's not even on you. I'm sorry it went down the way that it did. You can't lay down those sweet beats anymore or sell cool stuff or hope to find some shade someday so you can complete the look. I was real bummed. 
I was real, real bummed. You're not a poison boy. But maybe you are in my heart. I'm sorry. I've got to say, I was I was pretty damn fond of Funky myself. He wasn't my mon, but he was still probably my favorite mon in the series. Rest in peace, buddy. Alright guys, so that was our week in gameplay, but as always, we weren't the only ones playing. This week did bring another series of email updates from our friends playing along at home, uh, which, major props guys, I honestly wasn't sure we were going to have emails to read tonight since we're recording a week early, uh, but you guys still like made sure to come out for us, so we really appreciate that. Now firstly, this week brought another email update from our good buddy and first ever champion of the Blastburn Radio Pokemon League, Flame and Air. Uh, Messer Engine, would you read Flame's email for us please? Yeah, absolutely. So this week, Flame says, Hey, BBR crew, Flame and Air here, checking in for the group. We've completed our Chapter 4 gameplay and all the crazy changes that brings, for some of us more than others. Here's our encounters on the chapter. Aliara has Beastman, the Darumaka, Megator, the Sandile, Skeletor, the Yamask, Stinkor, the Trubbish, Extendar, the Venipede, and Rockin, the Arkin. Uh, old School Bliss has Korbok, the Sandile, Fifenir, the Scraggy, Agatha, the Yamask, uh, Meloni, the Gothita, Beth, the Swadloon, Leonardo, the Tortuga, Conway, the Maractus, and Snyder, the Lillipop. Root 1, Shiny! Exclamation point. Flame and Air, what did you pick up this week? Let's look. Uh, Amit, the Sandile, Mazarek, the Dwebble, Kagimaro, the Yamask, Hotly, uh, the Mincino, Akroma, the Cotney, and Eryxmethus, the Tortuga. Her week was not without death, unfortunately. Again, all on my side, I lost Amit the Sandile while training to a critical hit low kick from a double intimidated, paralyzed timber two levels below it. God damn, that sucks, dude. I also unfortunately lost my starter, Tybalt, during the fight with Elisa. Her Zebstrika hit with that stab spark and took him out. In brighter news, both Bliss and I picked up our franchise tags this week, so all three of us are running with our tag Pokemon. You guys are doing better than us. We all went hard mode on the gym as well, and my rivals came out flawless, as they always frustratingly do. Aliara continues to dominate PvP, picking up two wins for the third consecutive week, and I picked up a win against Bliss. Here's our point spread currently. Aliara at 570, Old School Bliss at 450, and Flame and Air at 430. Best of luck to everyone playing along, Flame and Air. Thank you, Master Engine, and thank you very much for your email, Flame, and I'm really sorry for your losses, sir. I know that pain all too well. Uh, now, double the pleasure, double the fun. We got a second email from your boy Flame. Celeste, would you read Flame's second email for us, please? Sure. Flame says, hey, BBR crew. Flame and Air here with an update on the other group I'm participating in. Pegasus found that Unova was having a negative effect on his mental health. And after restarting and having similar issues, he decided the best course of action was to drop out of our competition to prevent keeping us from, back from completion. Patrick stepped up immediately and offered to fill that role. He had coincidentally picked up the same version and starter as Pegasus, and we gladly welcomed him in. We came to an agreement on how to best handle the lost time and set off to continue. As it stands, we're still a little behind. Jinji had some real life come up, but I last checked, and he was ready to face Berg, and we will hopefully be catching up soon. 
Best of luck to everyone playing along. Flame and air. Thank you, Celeste. And thank you once again, Flame. Uh, Peg, I, I understand, buddy. Nuzlocke can be really, really brutal. But I better not hear my name in your mouth anymore if you can't even finish a run, bud. Like, don't talk shit. <laughs> now, this week also brought our first ever email from our new friend, St. Larflees. I'll read Saint's email. He writes, Hey, Blastburn crew. It's St. Larflees or Saint. Uh, I started listening to you guys when you did your first showdown spotlight and fell in love with your style. I started listening to the main show and now avidly await every week. I try to make it to as many streams as I can in my busy college life and have been enjoying everything I can see. P.S. I won that bit war in Jolly Stream. The title of King is all mine. Have a wonderful day, guys, and good luck with your journeys through my, unpopular opinion, least favorite region. Thank you so much for your email, Saint. You're welcome to your wrong opinion. And yeah, this this guy, you guys, he came into my stream the other night and made it rain like a rapper in a strip club in a music video. So thank you so much for the support, sir. We really, really appreciate it. Don't you worry, Saint. I am swiftly coming to this opinion as well. It may replace Gen 3 as my most disliked Pokemon game. <laughs> really? I'm... I'm... Actually, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really not digging it at all. But that's that's okay. No, I don't have to dig all the games. But we'll we'll see. I will reserve full judgment until we're done. But so far, not, not my jam. Well, what I will say, mess, is that for a lot of people who didn't like Gen Five Black and White, at least for a lot of the reasons that seem to be bothering you, those same people enjoyed Black and White too, way fucking more. So look forward to that at least. Hooray! Now, lastly, this week brought another email from community moderator and proud member of Hashtag Team Messer Engine, Pegasus. Uh, Mess, would you read Peg's email for us, please? Hmm. A Peg email? Let's see. Mess thought he was off the hook. He thought he was done. Yeah, I did think I was off the hook. Fuck. Jesus, Peg, making (laughs) me read shit? Hey, all, it's Peg, back at it again with another email. This time, it will not be about the world tour because Gingy sucks and has a life. You will hear from me next week about how Cycle 2 and 3 went for the world tour. You may think it's the end of the email, but it's not because, meanwhile, in Kalos. That's right, one gym of Nuzlocke gameplay every two weeks just wasn't enough for me. So as a supplement, I will be doing a Y Nuzlocke. This lock be much more casual in nature because only extra rules I'm implementing with a classic Nuzlocke. What peg? What are you trying to say? <laughs> this lock be much more casual in nature because the only extra rules I'm implementing with a classic Nuzlocke rules. Stay in school, peg. That proof. That is a, you, sir. Go to English right now. <laughs> Proofread. Go to Proofread. go to your Proofread. English teacher and apologize for what you have done. <laughs> <laughs> to continue, uh, I will also try to keep this segment as short as possible, just being a short blurb about how things went and my team as to not overpack things. But that's not a problem this time. Damn it, Gingy! I went to Pokemon Y, deciding to use the trainer ID thing to decide my starter. The Nuzlocke gods gave me a Fennekin, and as an obvious meme, I named it Firefox. I was suddenly struck with the inspiration to take the meme further, uh, so I decided to go with a naming theme of web browsers based on a list I found on Wikipedia. Holy crap, guys, there are a lot of obscure web browsers I didn't know about, and a lot of them make good Pokemon names, apparently. No deaths so far. I have beaten Viola and am starting the multi-hour trek 
to the second gym leader whose name escapes me. Ending my gameplay as of writing this email at Camfriertown? Camfriertown. Uh, well, that's it for now. Peg out. Uh, Pokemon Alive in the Box is three. No deaths so far. No total deaths. And his current team is Firefox, uh, the, the Braxian at 17, Skyfire, the Fletchinder at 17, Flock the Pidgey at 17, Sea Monkey the Panpour at 16, and Godzilla, the Iviasaur at 17. P.S. Among my favorite of the box friends by nickname is my Bidoof, Conqueror. Why am I not using him? Well, I decided not to use Ubers, and I don't even have to look to know that's where Babarrel sits. Awesome. Thank you for your email, Peg. And while we will miss you in Unova, good luck on your travels in Kalos. And once again, seriously, apologize to your English teacher because you've committed an atrocity. <laughs> now, if you are a proud member of the Blastbird Nation, like Flame, Pegasus, or St. Larfries, St. Larflees, your name is real hard for me to say, Saint. I apologize. Uh, and if you're playing along with us at home or just following the show, we, we do want to hear from you guys. Be sure to get at us by email or through social media, and we will share your messages with the community. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this together. All right, guys. Well, it is once again that time. And coming into PvP after our fourth week of gameplay, Celeste is still on top, though the death of her sweet new as well as my flawless week has allowed me to catch up and tie her once again. We come into tonight tied in first place with 450 points apiece. Messer Engine remains in third, though his hard mode victory has allowed him to gain some ground and remain competitive, and he brings 390 points into PvP tonight. Now, as always, last week's big winner must defend the stick first, and this week, that was you, Celeste. Who will you be battling first tonight? Let's go, Mez. Alright, let's do it. Alright, guys, well, here we go. Alright guys, so here we are with our first PvP match of Week 4, and it's going to be a real, real interesting one, guys, because these are not the same teams that we saw last. And in the one of the black corners, we have Celeste Lost, who is leading out with her Sock Powerhouse, her Tranquil Flute, her Lipard, uh, I don't remember your cat's name, Nico, uh, Nico. her Lipard, Nico. Her Servine uh, Python. I should not have used nicknames. This was a horrible mistake on my part. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> her Servine Python. Her semi or semi poor Ook and her Trubbish garbage in the other the less black corner the slightly less black corner we have messer engine who is leading out with his whimsicott uh, fluffy bee his. Whirlipede, his Watchhog, his Dwebble, real excited to see those Buggo friends, uh, his Maractus, and his Palpatone. Folks, are you ready? Yep, as ready as I'm gonna be. Alright, you may begin. And Nico the Lipard comes out for Celeste, and Bublane the Dwebble comes out for Messer Engine. 
And Nico uses Fake Out, uh, causing the flinch and breaking Bub Lane's Sturdy. So that's real, real useful. Uh, Nico uses Grass Knot, which crits and deals 62% to Bub Lane. That is absolutely sickening. Nico goes back to the Grass Knot. That's enough to bring the bug down. Uh, oh, I didn't actually say that he used Stealth Rocks, though. Bub Lane did use Stealth Rocks. There are now Sneaky Pebbles. It did its job. Yep. It did the thing. It would have been better if he got to live longer than the turn, but, yeah, you know. Get a bug bite off, deal some big, big damage. That would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That crit. And out comes Tom Nook the Watchhog, and he is not amused. And Nico outspeeds and uses Return, uh, dealing 42% of Tom Nook's health. Tom Nook, however, uses Hypnosis, and Nico is now taking a snooze. Tom Nook comes back out in favor of Pokey the Maractus. Nico remains asleep. Nico remains asleep once again, and Pokey uses Pin Missile, which is super effective. It only hits twice, does a total of 31% of, Nick, of Nico's health. Uh, Nico does wake up and goes for the return, dealing 37% to Pokey. Uh, Pokey goes back to the Pin Missile. This time it hits four times, including one crit, and that's enough to bring Nico down. Out comes Garbage the Trubbish, who takes Stealth rock, Rock's damage upon the switch in. And Pokey comes back out in favor of Wiggler the Whirlipede. Garbage uses Toxic Spikes, gets one layer of spikes up, and is healed a little bit by his Black Sludge. And Garbage goes back to the Toxic Spikes, getting a second layer of spikes up. Uh, Wiggler uses Pursuit, uh, deals 7% to Garbage, and then Garbage with the Black Sludge heals up, basically back to full. Uh, Garbage uses Stockpile, boosting those defensive stats. Uh, Wiggler uses Poison Tail. Uh, after the Black Sludge, Garbage is actually at higher HP than he was before he was hit. And Wiggler comes back out in favor of Tom Nook the Watchhog, and Garbage stockpiles again is now at double of both defensive stats. Tom Nook goes for the Hypnosis and misses. Uh, Garbage gets a third stockpile off, and Tom Nook is taking toxic damage. As a reminder, it did switch into two layers of toxic spikes. Uh, Tom Nook goes back to the hyp Hypnosis, which works this time. Garbage is sleeping. Tom Nook once again takes toxic damage. Tom Nook goes for the crunch, deals very little damage, but does lower that defensive stat a little bit. Uh, Garbage remains asleep. Tom Nook continues to take poison. Tom Nook goes back to the crunch. Uh, Garbage wakes up and uses acid spray, and Tom Nook goes down. Garbage is still, reminder, two times defense, 2.5 times special defense, uh, and recovering with Black Sludge. And out comes Wiggler the Whirlipede, who does eat up both layers of Toxic Spikes on the Switch. And Wiggler comes back out in favor of Fluffy B. That's Whimsicott. Uh, Garbage relays a layer of Toxic Spikes. Uh, Fluffy B uses Leech Seed on Garbage, uh, successfully seeds him. Garbage uses Sludge, dealing 41%. It is super effective. Uh, and... Fluffy B comes back out in favor of Wiggler the Whirlipede, who is crit on the switch in by Sludge, but only takes 13% damage after all. He's also a poison boy. Um, 
Garbage is seated, is down to 83% health, and it brings Wiggler back up to full. Garbage comes back out in favor of Floop, the Tranquil. Wiggler uses Protect, which does nothing on that turn, because nothing hit it. Uh, Floop does outspeed with the Air Cutter, which does crit and deals 64% to Wiggler. Uh, Wiggler uses Pursuit, dealing only 8% additional damage to Floop. And Wiggler comes back out in favor of Slippy the Palpitoad, who does take an Air Cutter on the swap for 22%. Floop does use Return, dealing 63%. Uh, big dick damage. Uh, however, Slippy eats his Orange Berries back up to 27%. Slippy uses Return, uh, dealing 24% to Floop. And Floop goes back to the Return, and that's more than enough to bring Slippy down. And out comes Wiggler, the Whirlipede, once again. And Floop goes back to the return, deals 31%. Uh, Wiggler does live at 5% health, hits back with a Poison Tail, which is a crit for 27%, and lands the Poison. After that hit and the Poison damage, Floop is living on a thread at 4% health. Uh, Wiggler protects. Floop is unable to successfully land a return, takes Poison damage, and goes down. Out comes Ook, the semi-poor for Celeste. And Wiggler the Whirlipede comes back out in favor of Pokey the Maractus, who swaps into a return, dealing 44%. Ook goes back to the return, and Pokey goes down. Out comes Fluffy B, the Whimsicott from Esser Engine. And Fluffy B clicks Stun Spore, which misses. And that is certainly a frustrating miss for Mess. I know he's getting very fed up with that Stun Spore. Uh, Fluffy Bee does land the Leech Seed, however, as Ook uses a return, at the end of the turn, Fluffy Bee's back up to 42% health, Ook is down to 76%. Uh, and Fluffy Bee does go for the Giga Drain, and that is enough to decimate Ook and bring Fluffy Bee back up to 85% health. <laughs> and Fluffy Bee does go first when Python, I'm sorry, comes out for Celeste. Uh, and Fluffy Bee does go first with the Stun Spore, which misses again. Python uses Light Screen. Fluffy Bee comes back out in favor of Wiggler the Whirlipede, and Python uses Reflect. Uh, Python uses Mega Drain, which is quad resisted by the Whirlipede, and doesn't manage to finish him despite his low health. He's down to 2% health now. Uh, Wiggler uses Venoshock, which is super effective. After the light screen, it deals 22%. Python goes back to the Mega Drain. That's enough to bring Wiggler down. And Fluffy Bee comes out from Messer Engine, his final remaining Pokemon. And Mess goes back to the Stun Spore, which once again misses. Python uses Mega Drain, which does not hit very hard. Uh, Fluffy Bee's at 77%, Python at 72%. Uh, Garbage, the Trubbish, comes back out for Celeste. The light screen has faded. Fluffy Bee uses Growth and goes up one stage each of attack and special attack. The Reflect now also fades. Uh, Fluffy Bee does use Leech Seed uh, on Garbage. Garbage uses Acid Spray, which deals 28% and drops Fluffy Bee's special defense by two stages. Uh, Fluffy Bee uses Giga Drain, dealing 27%. Uh, Garbage uses Sludge, dealing 70%. 
Uh, and then after Leech Seed, Fluffy Bee is at 24% health. Garbage is at 38%. And Fluffy Bee uses Stun Spore trying to eke out some turns. And it is successful. It lands. It finally lands, folks. Uh, and Garbage is fully paralyzed after Leech Seed. Fluffy Bee's back up to 38%. And then goes first with Giga Drain and manages to bring Garbage down is back up to 57% after the Giga Drain. Sock, uh, Powerhouse the Sock, comes out for Celeste. Fluffy Bee uses Giga Drain, goes first, and crits, dealing all of Powerhouse's health. It is 1v1 Fluffy Bee v Python. Fluffy Bee goes first with Sunspore and lands it. Uh, Python uses Light Screen. Fluffy Bee uses Growth. Python uses Mega Drain, even with two stages of special attack down, that's not hitting very hard resisted. Fluffy Bee uses Giga Drain, uh, deals 17% to Python, and Python eats its Ornberry. It is then fully paralyzed. Fluffy Bee goes back to the Giga Drain for 16%. Uh, Python uses Mega Drain for also 16%. Fluffy Bee uses Giga Drain for 17%. Python is paralyzed. At the end of that turn, Fluffy Bee's at 94%. Python is in the yellow, now in the red after another Giga Drain. At the end of this turn, Fluffy Bee is at 78%. Python was low, and now it doesn't matter because Fluffy Bee managed to Giga Drain Python to death. The winner in a huge comeback matchup is Messer Engine, and it's specifically Fluffy Bee. Good game, Celeste. That was a really good fight. That was really well played. Your Whimsicott turned a corner there, sir. I am I am not sure how I managed that. It, honestly, it came down to the stun spore on the Trubbish. Yeah, it came down to that para, that full para. I couldn't kill it in one hit with a Giga Drain. I needed one more turn, and I decided to go for the para, and it, it worked. That was lucky as shit, but good fucking game. It was well played. That was a very uh. exciting match. That would have been very easy to just give up on and be like, well, shit, I lose. But you didn't, and and you you reaped the benefit of that. So good game. I am fucking shaking. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good match. I'm shaking too. Well, you better steady those nerves, sir, because as always, the loser gives up the stick, and that's going to be Celeste. Uh, so you got to get right, right ready for your very next match. Uh, Celeste, the mic is yours. Yep, we have BBR Jolly leading in the right corner with Levani. Sigilith, Darumaka, Tortuga, Yamask, and Simiseer. And we have Measure Engine in the black corner with Whimscott, Whirlpeed, Watchhog, Dwebble, Maractus, and Palpatode. Are you two ready? Let's do it. Yep. You may begin. Jolly throws out Soma, his Sigilith, and Measure Engine throws out Bubblane, his Dwebble. A Thunder Wave from Soma paralyzes Bubblane. But Bubbling fights through it and uses Sulf Rock, setting up those rocks. A Psybeam hits Bubbling for 94% of its health, and Bubbling is fully paralyzed. It's just Bubbling's lot in life. It's just <laughs> to not do anything but get rocks up. And another Psybeam finishes off Bubbling. Tom Nook comes out for Mezzer Engine, looking very, very angry. A Psybeam from Soma hits Tom Nook to 44% health. But a crunch from Tom Nook hits Soma for 59% of its health. Another Psybeam from Soma finishes off Tom Nook. Now comes Slippy. That Palpitoad. Yelling for Fox to save him from this Soma. 
A bubble beam from Slippy takes Soma down to 20% health. Yeah, you ain't fucking kidding. And Soma set up a reflect. A side beam from Soma hits Slippy down to 57% health after healing. And another bubble beam from Slippy finishes off Soma. That reflect is still up and rocks are still up. Rocks deal 24% of Lyrica's health. Lyrica is Jolly's Levani. And Wiggler comes out from Ezra Engine, taking a Razor Leaf on the Switch for 5% of its health. That I believe is quad resisted. Lyrica goes into the return, hitting Wiggler for 33% of its health, and Wiggler uses Pursuit, hitting Lyrica for 3% of its health. Another return from Lyrica hits Wiggler down to 28% health, and a Poison Tail from Wiggler critically hits Lyrica down to 28% health after her berry. That was a citrus berry, by the way. It healed a lot. That Lyrica was very fucking low. Yep. And another return from Lyrica finishes off Wiggler. Out comes Pokey for Mesor Engine, his Maractus, taking a Bug Bite for 98% of its health, but it goes into Pin Missile, hitting Lyrica twice for 20% of its health. A second Bug Bite from Lyrica finishes off Maractus. Fluffy B comes out from Mezzer Engine. Lyrica protects, and Fluffy B uses Bigga Drain on Lyrica. A Bug Bite from Lyrica hits Fluffy B down to 17% health, but Giga Drain finishes off Lyrica, and Fluffy B is now at 20%, 21% health. I'm sorry. This Max, that good, good Fire Monkey Simiseer, comes out for Jolly. A Stun Spore from Fluffy B hits, and a Flame Burst finishes off Fluffy B. Slippy comes out from Ezra Engine. A Bubble Beam from Slippy finishes off Supermax. Zoloft comes out for Jolly, his Yamask. Bubble Beam hits Zoloft for, for 27% of its health. Zoloft goes ahead and burns Slippy. Slippy is now at 45% health after the burn. A second Bubble Beam hits Zoloft down to 38%, and a Hex hits Slippy down to 2%, and the burn finishes Slippy off. BBR Jolly has won the battle. Good game, sir. Good game, Messer Engine. That Sigilyph, so powerful. It's very strong. I, I had not planned for a third of that team. I really just did not expect to see. Um, so I'm real glad that I was able to not, like, lose because of that. Because I was kind of worried for a minute that I was gonna. A wild Sigilyph almost killed a bunch of my Pokemon. So I'm not surprised that it just <laughs> fucking wrecked me. Your decision to stay in and not try to run away from the poison uh, also mattered a lot. Because if I had hit that in the first turn, instead of doing 1% on you on Pursuit, it would have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wah, wah. I don't think I would have won, but I would have put up a much better fight than I did. Alright, so that means we got one match left. You guys can fight over those those sweet points. So, in the white corner, Jolly has shown up with Livani, Sigilyph, Darumaka, Tortuga... Yamask and Simiseer. Uh, Celeste has shown up in the black corner with Sock, Tranquil, Lipard, Servine, Simipore, and Trubbish. Are you two ready to fight? Yep. Let's do it. You may begin. Charlie leads out with Zoloft, uh, that Yamask, while Celeste leads out with Floop, the Tranquil. Celeste switches out and brings out Powerhouse, uh, her sock, but it switches into a Will-O-Wisp because 
and it was burned, but it was it had a Ross bearing, so it ate it, and it's no longer burned. A rock tomb hits Zoloft for 77% and reduces its speed, uh, and Powerhouse is once again burned by a Will-O-Wisp. Another rock tomb brings Zoloft to 67%. Its speed reduced again. Zoloft hits with Hex, bringing Powerhouse down to 39%, and it's still burned. Another rock tomb brings Zoloft to 57%, uh, and its speed is reduced. Again, um, Zoloft hits with Hex, Powerhouse is down. Out comes Nico, Neko Nico the Lipard. Uh, it uses Fake Out, which, of course, uh, Zoloft is immune that? to. Zoloft uses Will-O-Wisp, but it misses. So, uh, yeah. Pursuit on Nico uh, hits Zoloft, and it's at 20%. Zoloft Will-O-Wisps one more time, and Nico is now burned. It's burn, burn, burn all the time. Habit of clicking Fake Out every time I pull out Nico. Ah, oh, damn it. And a- another Pursuit... Brings Zoloft real low, but Zoloft decides to rest back up to 100% and eats a chest ovary and is awake. Neko is still burned and is at 77%. Pursuit uh, is used once again on Zoloft. Uh, Zoloft is at 81%. Zoloft uses Nightshade and Neko is at 29%. A Nightshade brings Zoloft down to 61%, but a, or sorry, Pursuit brings Zoloft down to 61%, but another Nightshade from Zoloft drops uh, our good friendo, the Lipard. Out comes Ook for Celeste, uh, that good Simipore. It manages to scald Zoloft, bringing it down to 15%, and Ook is burned in a surprise to no one. That Will-O-Wisp action. Uh, another scald finally drops Zoloft, but it did some serious work. Out comes Soma, the, the Sigilif, Sigilif, that totem thing. A Cybreen, a Cybreen brings Ook down low, but it actually uh, toggles its berry. It's up at 25% after burn damage. It licked Soma and brought it to 91%. Don't lick me, bro. Another side beam drops Ook the semi-poor. Out comes Floop, the tranquil. It's doing its little turkey dance. Looking at that big old totem, totem on. A reflect goes up from Soma. Uh, it is at 64% after a return from Floop. Good thing that that was there. Uh, Soma is not messing around. Uh, goes ahead and paralyzes Floop with a thunder wave. Floop isn't having none of it, though. It returns crits and drops Soma, the queen of birds, uh, returns. Out comes that word I can't pronounce, the Tortuga. Python comes out for Celeste. It comes out into a rock tomb, reducing its speed and bringing it down to 73%. But man, that is still threatening to that turtle. Out comes Lyrica, uh, the Levani for Jolly. It switches into a Leech Seed, which of course it is immune to. Out comes Garbage uh, for Celeste, that good Trubbish. Uh, it takes a return on the switch in and is dropped to 73%. Venkaman comes out for Jolly, uh, the Darumaka, it switches into some toxic spikes. Of course, it got here before they were down, so it's not poisoned. It works up 
one time. So its attack and special attack are up. Garbage drops some additional toxic spikes. A return uh, from that Daramaka drops garbage entirely in one hit. Normal gem. Uh, yep. I got that. Didn't even know that existed right now. Uh, out comes Floop, who is still paralyzed. Keep that in mind. Venkman tries to fire punch and misses, but Floop is fully paralyzed. An unfortunate turn of events. Uh, the second attempt to drop Floop with a fire punch brings it down to 8%, but return drops Venkman uh, entirely. But things still aren't looking great for Celeste. Floop at 8% and paralyzed and Servine being her only remaining Pokemon versus a toxic but otherwise unaffected uh, Levani, uh, Zithromax, the Simiseer, and Tortuga. A return from Lyrica drops what's left of Floop and out comes Python, uh, the Servine for Celeste. A bug bite finishes Python off. The winner is Jolly by Nature. Congratulations. Good game, Celeste. Good game. All right, so after tonight's PvP, we have had some shakeups on the leaderboard. My double win, uh, my victory in both of our matches, has allowed your boy Jolly to take a more commanding, still not truly commanding, everyone is still within striking distance, uh, but a more commanding lead with the additional 60 points. I am now alone in first place with a score of 510. Uh, Celeste remains in second with her score of 450, and Messer Engine remains in third and is right on Celeste's heels with a score of 420. Uh, how are we feeling after PvP tonight, guys? I fucked up on that fight big time. Uh, in which one? The one against Jolly? One versus Jolly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a thing. I don't know. Well, the fake out wasn't, wasn't great, but I thought the rest of it was okay. It's... He's got some good stuff. Good good coverage for TMs for your team, too, uh, Jolly. Most of my mod can't learn any of my TMs, which is fantastic. I didn't expect to win any matches tonight. So, 30 points is 30 points. Hooray. Good, 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 good. I, I can't complain. I... I'm going to be honest, I called that I was going to win both matches tonight. Like, I can, you can go back to my team builder. I said it. That being said, I also said very much, and I need to, because that's not going to be true very often after this week. And I, I think that that still holds true as well. Um, so, yeah, this was real good, but I certainly can't grow complacent. Um, so let's go ahead and actually look forward to, to next week and what next week is going to bring. This week, our hosts will head west from Nimbasa City to Route 5, where Charon awaits another battle, and we'll meet Alder, the champion of the Unova region. Uh, we will explore the route, then head west to the Driftvale Drawbridge, where ducks and items await us. We will meet Clay in Driftvale City, who will immediately blame us for his failures in law enforcement and deputize us to chase down some fleeing plasma grunts. We will explore the cold storage, solve stupid, stupid ice puzzles, and catch the wanted criminals to earn the right to challenge Clay in the Driftvale City gym. Now, Clay is a ground-type specialist. He has a Crocorock, Crocorock, a Palpitoad, and an Excadrill, and his signature move is Bulldoze. Our level limit for this week's gameplay is 31. How how are we feeling going into week five of gameplay, guys? I don't know. I, I actually don't have an opinion. I, I, I don't know anything about this game. I don't know if I should be dreading this week or not. I know that 
I'm going to sit down and do a whole bunch of EV training that I didn't want to do now. But, you know, that's the thing. So do I, Mitch. So do I. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this week of gameplay. I could just be misremembering. That's entirely possible. But I feel like I remember that this is the point where this the story of Gen 5 starts to kind of ramp up and escalate. And so that's something that I really enjoy a lot. Like the, the gym leaders, both Elisa and Clay, are really active in this week's section of gameplay. And Team Plasma starts to be a little bit more villainous. So that's that's all really good and exciting, I think. I'm looking forward to it. They've been outright villainous. They steal things. We've seen them steal things. <laughs> They've been bumbling villainous for sure. I have no idea what more villainous would be. Well, again, not heading into spoilers. They, I mean, they get much more competent as the series goes on, of course. I don't think there's a ton of competence in this week's section. But, I mean, they're they're outright seen as, as criminals. Like, there is no holding rallies anymore. Like, they're, they're doing bad stuff and they're recognized for doing bad stuff. So there's there's that. But yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's good times. Also, Clay is goddamn terrifying. So that'll be fun. Yep. Have fun hard-moding that. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> All right, guys. And of course, we do want to let you know when and where you can expect to find us uh, doing those hard-mode gems and crying those salty, salty tears. Uh, so, Messer Engine, when can our listeners expect to find you live on Twitch? Uh, honestly, I don't know, guys. I don't know when to tell you I'm going to be on. I'm coming back from a wedding. Right after this comes up, if I get home in the middle of the day on Sunday, I'm probably not streaming at night. If I get home in the morning, maybe. Uh, probably a safer bet that you'll see me Sunday the 4th um, or Monday, maybe Monday the 29th or the 5th. One of those days. Stay tuned to social media. I'll, I'll try to let you know or the, the Discord. As always, that'll be up uh, on twitch.tv slash engine. You can always follow me for like notices on when I'm live. Uh, because this is so up in the air, I highly encourage you to do so. But yeah, we'll see you sometime in the next two weeks to, to get this done. Well, that's that's more than fair. Um, now, as always, I will be streaming and I will be doing our, our same bat day, same bat station, uh, not Tuesday evening, which in this case will be the 30th, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash jollybynature. And we're going to, of course, continue our Fire Red series and other cool stuff on the channel throughout the week as well. So be sure to look forward to that. Although you're not getting a Wednesday stream out of me this week, motherfuckers. It's Halloween and I got kids. Um, <laughs> Celeste, when can our listeners expect to find you live on Twitch? You're going to find me at Thursday evening at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash lost, And the second night will be the next week. Got that same Thursday, same time. Awesome. Thanks. Now, just remember, guys, we do want to hear from you. We want your emails. Uh, whether you're playing along with us at home, doing your own challenge run that you want to talk about, or if you just want to give us your thoughts and feelings on the show and what we're doing, please send those emails to blastburnradio at gmail.com or get at the show on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, wherever you find your Blastburn radios. Uh, now, as always, you can find me personally at BBR Jolly on Twitter. I'm at Celeste Lost. And I'm at Engine. Also, guys, don't forget to check out Mythic Portal Games for all of your online role-playing assets. If you do the Dungeons and or Dragons or the Finding of Paths or the Finding of Stars or any of those dope, cool things uh, on Roll20 or on Astral, which is the very best up-and-coming virtual tabletop on the marketplace, uh, be sure to get all your map assets and tokens from Mythic Portal. Uh, it supports Messer Engine, which thus supports the show. And Mess works real hard and makes real dope shit, so be sure to check it out. Uh, also, be sure to follow the show at Blastburn Radio on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on what all of our hosts are doing all around the web. Uh, now, I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to give a very special thank you, as always, to my co-hosts, Messer Engine and Celeste, 
For Blastburn Radio, I am Jolly by Nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See you next time, folks. See you next time not at 3 a.m., folks. I hope not. You better not be up at 3 a.m. again. Last Burn Radio is a production of Challenge Accepted Media. This episode was produced by Jolly by Nature, Celeste the Lost, and Messer Engine. Pokemon and all related games and characters are the property and trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company. Opening music in today's episode includes Game On by Fishy, off the OC Remix album, The Missing No Tracks. Check out this great album at missingno.ocremix.org. Battle music in today's episode provided by Glitch X City. Check out all her work on YouTube or SoundCloud at Glitch X City. Closing music in today's episode is A Lullaby for Trains off the Pokemon Black and White Super Music Collection, available on iTunes. Design work and stream assets provided by Rachel Mondragon. Check out her other work or contact her for commissions on Twitter at Rachichu. Blastburn Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.